When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Patriot Speed is brought to you by FanDuel, the exclusive wagering partner of the CLNS Media Network. Sign up at FanDuel.com slash Boston and make every moment more on America's number one sportsbook. Alrighty, we are live yet again, day four. Free agency, it's a grind and it's a fun one. We're back with another edition of the Patriot Speed podcast here on the CLNS Media Network. I am Mike Cadlick, joined by my podcast partner, Alex Barth from 98.5 The Sports Hub. And we are here to talk more, like I said, Patriots free agency. Uh, this show, as you all know by now, is sponsored by FanDuel now. Massachusetts uh, legalized sports gambling last week, and so everyone, I'm sure, is off and running um, with the NCAA tournament starting today. And so go to FanDuel.com slash Boston. Uh, you help out the show. You can uh, go to FanDuel.com slash Boston. You get $200 in bonus bets when you make your first $5 bet after depositing $10. So it sounds complicated. It's really simple. Deposit 10 bucks at FanDuel.com slash Boston. Deposit 10, bet 5, $200, free bets on us. So uh, go for it. FanDuel's here, and uh, it's our new sponsor on the Patriots View podcast. So thank you to FanDuel. Um, Alex, let's get right into it because a report from one Benjamin Albright from uh, out in Denver came out just about, I want to say, uh, well, a little, about, little over an hour ago. And that yeah, is I call that, it like two hours ago. Sure, two hours ago. And that is that the Patriots – have interest in one Jerry Judy. They have been inquiring about on Jerry Judy. And so this came out yesterday that they had been making calls. Um, then it dialed down after the Juju Smith-Schuster news came out. But um, Patriots are back in on Judy, according to Albright. And so he also reported that uh, it's looking like Denver's looking for either a first-round pick or a second-round pick and a player in exchange for Judy. So that's what it is. That's the report. That's the price. Patriots are in. Do you like it? Is it overlap with Juju? Can they make it work? Um, and yeah, what are, you, what are your initial thoughts on the fact that they are uh, apparently still in on Judy? Just when I was out, they pulled me back in, right? I said yeah. on the show yesterday, hand up. We're done with Jerry Judy, blah, blah, blah. They had their slot receiver. So let me start here. I'd be interested to know, you know, he just sort of said these teams have been in. Albright did actually. Let me see. I think I have the exact tweet right here. Yeah. Um. So he says, source confirms multiple teams have called inquiring about wide receiver Jerry Judy. Price tag remains high, asking for a first or second plus a player. New England, Cleveland, Cleveland, and Dallas, among others, inquiring. Yep. What's the timeline on that, right? Is it possible the Patriots were inqu- inquiring and then they got uh, Juju Smith-Schuster and now they're no longer inquiring? Like, I think that's a possibility here. Sure. If they really do want to pair the both of them, I think you just take advantage of the the positional flexibility or, or the formational flexibility, the formational versatility, and yep. you move them around. And they cut, you know, Juju was was a 50-50 guy last year, slot and boundary. He was better in the slot. Sure. Which is why I thought it made sense for him to be the like primary slot guy here. The same could be said about Judy. He's played on the outside. He's done it, but he's better in the slot. But I guess if you rotate them, you can create some matchup nightmares totally. and things like that. So that would be my guess as to what it would look like is there isn't one defined slot receiver. They right. alternate. Maybe they do some double slot stuff. O- O'Brien did that when he was here at his first run, 2009, 2011 uh, with, with Julian Edelman and Danny Amendola. Yep. So, or it would have been Wes Welker and, Wes Welker and, and, and Edelman. Wes Welker and Edelman. Yeah, that's right. Um, the Patriots have done double slot or they did do double slot with Ed- Edelman and Amendola as well. So he can do it. Right. Um, but that's uh, that's my guess. I, I still think this is maybe a little – I think the timeline's off here. I so think they, they were in, reporting? Yeah, not delayed reporting necessarily, but Albright goes, who have you been talking to? And the Broncos yeah. tell them who they've been talking to, but you know they want as many teams on that list as possible, right? Why right. are they going to clarify that they haven't talked to the Patriots in the last 24 hours? They talked to them. So that's my guess. Alex, you're one that's uh... – 
you're kind of bursting the bubble a little bit. I'm not going to lie. I think people are happy about I just, this one. I so, just try to be realistic. Yeah, you, you I feel me. you. I do. And uh, you're right. It, that could be the case, but maybe they are still in. So I'll give a little bit of hope here um, for us, for Patriots fans, right? Um, I love the idea of bringing him in right on top of uh, of Juju Smith-Schuster. Like you said, they're both better in the slot, but neither of them are pure slots. So they can play inside right. and outside. They've both done Judy's done both in college. He's done both with Denver. And Juju has done both in Kansas City. And he's done both in Pittsburgh. They're better in the slot. They might be a better mismatch in the slot. But they can play outside. So I don't know what the package would be. It sounds like they want an early second and a player. Um, Pick 46 is not as early as you'd like it to be in the second round. It's top half. It's top half of the second round. And so that's what I read early. Early to me, and, and this is just a guess. Me yeah. stopped 50. Sure. Okay. That's fair. Um, so look, you sent 46 and maybe a Kendrick Bourne. You sent 46 and a Josh Uche. 46 and Devontae Parker. I think they'll still want that outside guy, and I don't know if Parker does the trick. but No, he's redundant with Sutton. Uh, they they want Bourne if it's going to be a receiver. If they're going to do it, I like the idea of moving Uche better than moving Bourne. Now, I think they'd rather move Bourne because pretty clearly uh, they don't get along with him. And it's annoying that they don't because I think he's a good player. Yeah. But to me, like, I still think Kendrick Bourne can give you something. Even in an offense that has Jerry Judy and Juju Smith-Schuster, I think Kendrick Bourne gives you a dynamic you don't have in terms of the big playability. Yeah. The thing for me with Uche, and if they're going to make any sort of trade, right? Josh Uche is in a contract year. He's coming off a ridiculous second half of of the last season that doesn't match up with his first two and a half years in the NFL. I don't think they're going to pay him. Like he's the, he's a big time sell high kind of player to me. If they're going to make a move, like that's the guy I would put out there. And frankly, Uche is probably worth a little more than Bourne. Maybe you don't have to give up this year's second round pick. Maybe you can do Uh, Uche next year's second round pick. At that point, you're going to get outbid. Someone's unless give they up really like Josh year. Uche, unless they really like Josh Uche. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, we'll see. I just, I, I, I don't think it's. I would agree with you that I don't think it's redundant. I think they can clearly make that work. Like it's you said, not oh, redundant, but I'd, I'd rather see them at a boundary guy. I really would. Whether so at this that, point, you'd still rather them try. I know the report is they're out on Hopkins, but you'd still rather see them get that across the finish line than Judy, even I with the age. It, it makes well so the guy I'm interested in. I have to credit Evan Lazar for this take because he came up okay. with it somehow. I can't believe it because it's a very me take. Uh, okay. It's Brandon Cooks. Uh, really? What they they need a boundary guy, mm-hmm. and they need speed. Yeah, and I Brandon suppose. Cooks. You don't have to give up a ton for him, and he essentially becomes your insurance if Tyquan Thornton doesn't max out. And if Thornton does max out, congratulations, you have a ton of speed on the field. Right. Like to me, that's that's the guy. That would be the I just, guy. But I, I'll take Judy if they get him. I'm not gonna be mad if they get him, but build a complete offense. Like I that, still, that should be the priority at this point. I, I want a little bit more size at receiver. I mean, yeah, Juju's tall, but he's a tall slot. And so if you go Cooks, who's an outside receiver, he's only five ten. So I mean, yeah, he's he's a burner. He's not going to be your go-up-and-get-it guy. Um, he's always been a guy to me, and it, we saw it when they played in the Super Bowl. I'm not huge on Brandon Cooks. I'm just not. He's he's obviously solid, and his numbers speak for themselves, but he's kind of got those T-Rex arms. I don't really see him as a guy who's going to you know fully lay out. He's going to be on his fifth team in five, six years now, right? And so he's – Mike, he's – in terms of the short arms thing, he's drawn the third most – pass interference penalties of any receiver in football since he entered the league. So That's like his, he can go get to the ball mm-hmm. and, and I like, maybe it, it's not like a 50 50 thing, but like, sure. He part of that part of drawing a lot of penalties is making every throw competitive and he makes every throw competitive. Yeah. Um, and by the way, if you hate max arm strength, Hey, he's a guy that knows how to take advantage of underthrown yeah, right. balls. I'm just saying. Um, so I, I, Hey, I forget. Sorry, you can continue your point. I just no, that's fine. I just I, I, I'm probably I'm uh I'm DeAndre Hopkins over Brandon Cooks, and uh, I just I mean Hopkins is a better play. I have no clue what Cooks is going to cost. Yeah, that's true. If it's Hopkins for a second or Cooks for a third, give me Hopkins. 
Yeah. Right. If it's Hopkins for a second and Cooks for like a fifth, I'll take Cooks. Yeah, that's that's. But I don't know. See, I don't want to play. I mean, I, yeah, I, okay, you do have to play the value game. But at that point, it's like, let's just go make our team better. I think trading for Hopkins yeah. for a second versus Cooks for a fifth, I'm still doing the Hopkins for a second because That's it fair. makes your team better. That's, That's what we need right now. So, and, and honest, I might probably do that too. I just, they might not look that way. They might yeah, not look this way. Oh, the other thing I was going to say, remember, um, yeah. you're talking about size. Yeah. You, you got a big slot in Juju Smith Schuster. Parker's obviously a big guy. Thorne's not like big, but he's tall. Yeah. I, I, I think you have decent size. I, I, you're not okay. the biggest team in the world, but you have decent size. That's fair. Um, but again, Patriots in on Judy, uh, according to Albright. It could be could be not a delayed report, but he they could have been roped in with the newer report from yesterday. But uh, it sounds like they are, in fact, inquiring still on him. And so I love the move. I really think that that would be huge. Re- reunite him with Mac Jones. I know they didn't play with each other a lot, but they played enough when Tua got hurt that year with the hip. Uh, right. I think Judy would be awesome in this system right alongside uh, Juju Smith-Schuster. So let's talk about the Patriots' signings um, from late last night after we got off the show into today. And we will start with one, if I can find the graphic, James Robinson. Uh, I am one who has sat on this show and tweeted about for a long time that you never give a running back a second contract and uh, you just build it through the draft. This is the one time where you give a running back a second contract. I think this isn't like a real second contract. Exactly. Kind of right. Thing, right? It's a, yeah. it's, but in theory, it is a second contract. And so I want to preface it and say that because James Robinson is 24. So he's still young. He doesn't have a ton of tread on the tires because he tore his Achilles two years ago, which I mean, whatever the saying is 12 here, half a dozen. The, I don't know how to say it, but he doesn't have a lot of tread on the tires. He's right. 24. Um, he was great in Jacksonville as an undrafted free agent. Gets traded to the Jets when Brees Hall goes down last year and basically just gets shoved to the side from Michael Carter. He hasn't played a lot of football, really, and he was really good when he was healthy. Now you bring him in as your second running back. He's also a decent pass catcher, so you bring him in right behind Ramondre Stevenson. Two years, just eight mil, only a million and change guaranteed. I love love this signing. This might be their my favorite signing for them so far. It's between this and Juju because the Juju one is awesome too. And we talked about that last night. Last night. We'll get to it further. But this is a great, great, great signing to me. Uh, I think it's it's A plus because again, you can get rid of Harris. Harris would have costed more. Yeah. James Robinson is younger and he plays a little bit different than him. Yeah, he's still a, um, a pure runner. He's not necessarily a, just a scat back, but I think he has a better pass catching ability than Damian Harris too. So it adds a it adds a good one two punch with him and Ramondre. I credit to you for getting this excited over someone who might not make the team. Um, really, it's a good signing in that like we've talked about this. They can't have Ramondre Stevenson have a seventy percent usage yeah. rate again this year, and he can contribute in the passing game. He can contribute on early downs. Skill set kind of mirrors Rex Burkhead a little bit. Yeah, but he's much younger. He's 24. Um, there is a risk. I mean, running backs, Achilles is is the new like big injury that you can't really come back from, right? It was ACLs. Now that's less of a big deal. Torn Achilles, the track record's not great, but I, I think the but idea- He was good here, last year, even after the Achilles, before he got traded to the Jets. He was, he was good fine. in Jacksonville. He, was, I, I, he had a solid first half of the year. And look, it's two years removed, right? And that's kind of what we talk about with these lower body injuries. It's not the first year back playing. It's the year after that, that guys really get back to form. I-, I my read on this is, all right, so you have Ramondre. He's going to be your early down back. Mm-hmm. Who's going to be in that pass catching role to take that off his off his plate? I still think it should be Pierre Strong. They used a fourth round pick on him last year. He showed some flashes. But I do think you want another option there just in case. And I think it helps to have a, a veteran in that role. Now, that last year, I think, was supposed to be Ty Montgomery. Right. And then he got hurt. So, to me, this is James Rod, you know, Ty Mon- who knows what, what Ty Montgomery is going to be like coming back from that injury. He's been hurt a lot the last couple of years. Uh-huh. I think the idea is between James Robinson and Ty Montgomery, you have one of them is going to work out and be that secondary pass catching back behind Pierre Strong. I've seen some people say they're worried Pierre Strong is going to get buried. I don't think so. I think last year was just, it's what they do. 
they don't play rookie running backs. They've never really done it. Ramondre is the exception. Um, so, yeah, when I look at it, James Robinson's here to compete with Ty Montgomery for that, that last running back spot. And you can never have too much running back depth. Realistically, you need like five running backs to get through a season. Last year after the draft, everybody's bitching and moaning that they took two running backs in the draft. And what are they doing? Why are they investing so much in running backs? Why, you know, they, yeah, they no need guys. other positions. Right. right. And then we got to the end of the season and they had no running backs. You need five to, you realistically need five to get through a season. Now, one guy maybe can be on the practice squad or you're signing guys during the year, but Ramondre's your, your, your main early down guy, your workhorse. Yep. You have Kevin Harris backing him up in that role as your goal line back. Pierre Strong is your pass catching back. And then it's James Robinson or Ty Montgomery is that do it all behind them. That's that's four or five if Montgomery and Robinson both make the team. They have J.J. Taylor in there as well. You know, I, I think that ship has probably sailed at this point, but he is technically yeah, under so contract. Between that group, you're going to get through the season. And I still wouldn't yeah. hate seeing them add somebody else, maybe if they want to go like late in the draft or at the UDFA. But to me, this is, you know, I still think there was a role for Ty Montgomery on this team, but he's struggled to stay healthy. Not that Robinson's been the picture of health either, but the idea is between right. the two of them, you're going to have somebody to fill that role. Yeah, I think so too. I'm a, I'm clearly a little bit more optimistic than you on it because I just think that at, at the end of the day, he's 24 where Ty Montgomery is closer to 30 um, and younger running backs are almost always better. Um, younger, almost always better than older, right? And you have less tread. Uh, already talked about that, but I, I I don't know. I think there's just there's too much upside in this contract. I mean, James Robinson was really damn good in Jacksonville. Like I know I just said this, but I don't think like I think he's better. He's a better running back than Pierre Strong. I know we haven't seen much of Pierre Strong. Maybe Strong's ceiling is higher, but is it really that much higher? Like I, what we saw from him last year was okay. He was a he had one solid game. I think he scored a touchdown against uh, Arizona, but. If I don't know if he doesn't like overly impress during camp, I can see them just going with James Robinson, much like they were going to go with Ty Montgomery. Um, yeah, and over it, a guy like Pierre Strong last year, this and year. maybe he wins that job, right? I mean, we'll see. I think that's that's kind of the point here. That's kind of the question here, right? Is this just right. another player to compete for that role? I think it should be strong. I'm going to be disappointed, frankly, if it's not strong after they drafted him so high and there were other guys like Isaiah yeah. Pacheco they left on the board, but. It's another guy to compete for that role. Yeah. Um, a little bit of breaking NFL news. Um, not really Patriots no. related, but Darius Slay is officially uh, signing back with the Eagles. Didn't we uh, know that? Uh, it's now official. It has been signed. The Eagles okay. are keeping Slay for a two-year extension through 2025. Um, so he's officially off the board for the Patriots. Not that he wasn't already once it kind of came out that he was going to go back there, but now it is official. Um, yeah. So Slay is off the board. Uh, let's talk more signings. Today. Oh, and the Saints have signed one of the best names in the league. Okay. Storm Norton tackle. Storm Norton. Look at that. Okay. Storm well, Norton is a great name. Good for them. Um, let's talk the rest of the Patriots signings, um, which, yep. by the way, if you want to check out below. The Patriots are uh, basically long shots uh, to win the AFC East, according to FanDuel Sportsbook at plus 700. You can go uh, get those bets in at FanDuel.com slash Boston um, if you think the Patriots are going to win at all. But uh, – other signings, Mac Wilson re-signs with the team today. One year, $2.2 million. Um, a guy who, special teamer, also played linebacker a lot. Um, but I think Mike Reese tweeted that he played like 30-something percent of their snaps at linebacker this year. So um, sort of that quicker mo like model of linebacker that you kind of seen them go towards this year, right? Um, so he comes back on a one-year deal. Uh, what do you make of it? Is it that important? Can they do better at linebacker, or are they just going to kind of re-sign their guys at defense and run it back with the defense they had last year? Because that's kind of what direction they're going in. Well, is Mac Wilson part of the defense, or is he a special teamer, right? He didn't play on yeah. defense the last five years. This is one of those ones where I'm going to sit here and just kid myself and say, well, I really love his skill set, man. I just hope they can figure out how to use him right, yeah, know. you know, second year in the system. And let's be honest, it's not going to happen. He's going to be a special teamer again. And they need special teamers, so that's all well and good. But they need an athletic linebacker. Uh, I I think they want one. They just haven't come to terms with kind of, you know, it, it's a flip. It's not all positives when you have an athletic linebacker. There's some things those guys don't give you. And Mac Wilson's a very aggressive player. And I just, I don't think that they're like in the mindset for that. But you kind of have to take it. 
with a guy who plays like that. So I'd like to think second year in the system, Mac Wilson becomes a much bigger part of the defense. I thought he played well when he was in last year, Great. but he's probably just going to be in a rotational role again. It's, it's not a bad signing, but I, it's one of those ones that kills me because it's a usage thing, right? Yeah. It's like they could use him differently. It just seems like they don't want to. Yeah, I agree. Um, but I like the signing overall. He's uh, he's also in on the recruiting the recruiting tour on Twitter today. Yeah, he is. As he uh, he tweeted today at both DeAndre Hopkins and Jerry Judy. Uh, he asked Hopkins what he was doing, and then he tweeted at Judy and said, "You'll look good in Patriots red, blue, red, and white." He didn't go red, white, and blue. He wrote blue, red, well, and because blue's the Patriots' primary color. Yeah, I guess, but that kind of just rolls off the tongue with red, white, and blue. If you were to say the Patriots' colors, tell me what the Patriots' colors are. Blue, red, and white. You no, you're lying. You would no, you would, I absolutely would. You would say red, white, and blue. No, I wouldn't, unless they're wearing the throwbacks. I, don't, I just don't believe that. Their anyway. main color is blue. I agree with you. I know it what is. What year is it? Of course, their main color is blue. I'm not arguing that. But if someone was walking down the street and said, "Hey, what color do the Patriots wear? What colors do they wear?" You would naturally say red, white, and blue. I would just, just say blue because they wear those horrible blueberry uniforms. But I kind of like those blue, red, and oh, white. I don't know. No, no, I don't. I don't buy this. Chat's weighing in now. No, you say red, white, and blue. It rolls off the tongue. Anyway, um, the other signing we can talk about that uh, they another re-signing today was Joe Cardona, four-year deal. Uh, I believe a million guaranteed. So. Uh, a long deal for Joe Cardona. The Patriots had their long snapper once again for uh, probably the next four years, as long as uh, as long as everything goes okay. But uh, what do you think of Cardona coming back? You're a big special teams guy. I mean, good good signing. We know he can play the position well. He never missed a game. Played 127 games yeah. in a row until last year. That's in, at any position in the NFL. That's impressive. Yeah, I, the four years definitely stands out. It'll be interesting to see the money. He got a one, $1 million signing bonus, so that's all we know so far. And shout out to Jason McCordy, by the way, for breaking it. Right. Um, I didn't love the idea coming in of potentially having a new kicker, punter, and long snapper all at once. Mm-hmm. That's a group where chemistry is huge. And out of three new guys, I feel like it's asking a lot. So I agree. They still might have a new kicker and punter, and that's a lot of new players to work with, but there's at least one player in that group that's been here. So for that, I like it. I was kind of starting to wonder if they were going to stick with Tucker Addington, just some of the other long snapper contracts, right? But it's not – again, I I, I like that they brought him back because you were going to overturn that whole operation if you didn't probably, and I'd rather they not do that. Oh, not only would you overturn the whole operation with personnel, but you might end up overturning the operation with a coach as well. Um, Cam Accord is still here. Joe Houston is still here. But depending on who the uh, who the coordinator is, there is the assistant coordinator and who's coaching positions or scheme, that whole thing would completely change over. Um, and so good thing, like you said, at least you have some consistency back uh, with Joe Cardona. So that's who the Patriots re-signed or officially have signed. James Robinson, Mac Wilson, Joe Cardona. Um, before we move on to the Patriots visits, we got a little bit of news here. Okay. If we're going to do the visits, we can get to it in a second. Go ahead. The saying, try it free for 30 days gives you just enough time to try a subscription or service and then completely forget about it. Before you know what's happening, you're paying for a subscription. You don't use every single month with rocket money. You can change that with just a few quick taps. Most Americans think they spend around $80 a month on their subscriptions when really that number is closer to 200 or more. If you don't know exactly how much you're spending every month, you need rocket money. Rocket Money, formerly known as Truebill, is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps you lower your bills all in one place. The app quickly and easily identifies all of the subscriptions for you and helps you decide on the ones you don't want anymore. Simply find those ones you don't want, press cancel, and Rocket Money will do it for you. No more long hold times with customer service or tedious emails back and forth. Rocket Money makes canceling it super easy with just the click of a button. Over 3 million people have used Rocket Money, saving the average person over $720 a year. A quick story, I'm sure you all know, anyone who follows me on Twitter, my second favorite sport behind the NFL is college basketball. I watch just about every single conference, so having an account on ESPN Plus is really a blessing for me. It's the best subscription I have, and I use it regularly. The problem, however, well, for the longest time, I had Hulu, Spotify, Disney Plus, and countless others. I was paying for them, and I had no idea about it. So you forget about it, and it drained my bank account. Not anymore, though, because I use Rocket Money. So stop throwing your money away. 
cancel unnecessary subscriptions, and manage your expenses the easy way. Go to rocketmoney.com slash patsbeat. That's rocketmoney.com slash patsbeat. Rocketmoney.com slash patsbeat. So let's talk about it, Alex. Again, the uh, the Patriots had some visits today. Uh, you wanted to start with something? Is there a new, yeah, so, new visit um, reported? Uh, sort of. Uh, okay. Ta- so Taylor Rapp is going to visit with the uh, Bengals tomorrow. So he visited okay. with the Patriots today, left without a contract. He's going to visit the Bengals tomorrow. Interesting. Okay. So um, that's here in front of us. Patriots hosted. That's uh, This was used earlier today. Patriots are hosting, but they hosted uh, safety Taylor Rapp on a visit. Rapp started... 17 games for the Rams two years ago when they won the Super Bowl. Um, was one of their better players over the last several years. Uh, he's he's a quality safety. Better Good players player, might yeah. be might be a stretch. You know, you got guys like Cooper Cup and Aaron Donald there. But well, so the way I've put it with rap is there was that top tier of safeties that we hoped the Patriots would get in on, right? And that was yep. Jesse Bates, Vaughn Bell, Jordan Poyer, Juan Thornhill. Uh, to me, rap is like the top of that next group. I wouldn't yeah. quite put him in that top class, but I think he's the best of that next group. He's got experience playing on the back end, over yep. 500 snaps at free safety each of the last two years. Instinctive player, which they love. Good tackler, yeah. which is important back there. Uh, I'm, I'm bummed seeing that he did, He left the building without a contract. I think he makes a ton of sense for them right now. I agree. I, the instincts at safety is like the main thing I look at when you watch a film on a guy. Like There are guys yeah. who can just kind of lollygag back there sometimes. Taylor Rapp is not one of those people. Um you know, like you said, he's he's got the instincts. You know, play free back there, right? Um, start, like I said, started seventeen games for the Rams, three hundred thirty tackles over the last four years, nine interceptions um, over the last four years, and so, like you said, I'm with you. I'm kind of bummed that they couldn't get a deal done. The same thing happened with uh, Andrew Van Ginkle, which we'll talk about too. But um, if they can compete on the money with you said Cincinnati, he's going to tomorrow. Yeah. Um, Oh, who just lost Jesse Bates too? So they'll be willing to pay for him. Okay, so that's interesting. So, yeah. Two uh, two teams that are definitely in the market for a safety. So um, yeah. But uh, overall, I like the fit if they can get it across the finish line because Raps Raps a solid player. Um, would help out that safety run that they're kind of now piecing together with McCordy on with with Peppers back, um, Duggar and Adrian Phillips. So would be a solid addition to the room. We'll see if they can finish yeah. that off. Um. Some more, Andrew Van Ginkle, Alex, uh, a linebacker from linebacker from the uh, Miami Dolphins. He also visited. Um, thoughts on him? What, what do you see his fit? I mean, I know they kind of – they did the Mac Wilson deal today, and so he's different than Wilson, obviously. He's bigger. I think he's like 6'4", so he's, you know, he's a bigger dude. Um, also a quality special teamer. He's been with Miami for the last couple of years. Uh, you've seen him, I'm sure, uh, watching Miami Dolphins games against the Patriots. And so the Patriots had Andrew Van Ginkle in for a visit today. Well, see, this is what kills me with, with Van Ginkle, right? And I kind of just talked about it with McMill- with um, Wilson. Yep. They signed these athletic linebackers, and it's like, finally, they're going to add athleticism on defense. And the guys play, and they play well for the first couple of weeks. But then, you know, because they're all aggressive players, they they miss a play or something. And then by the end of the season, they're only playing in the kicking game. Yeah, I'd love to say Van Gink would be a great ad and he'd add athleticism to their defense and he'd give them another pass rusher. But I just know by the end of the year, it's just going to be covering kicks. And look, they need somebody to cover kicks. So it, it wouldn't necessarily make him a terrible signing if they don't pay him that much. But he reminds me of Chase Winovich a lot. Yeah. And I just, and is I, it just because of the long blonde hair? No, I mean, yes and no. No, yeah. he, he's a, uh, he's a very aggressive rusher. He's a very aggressive rusher and that doesn't always work here. Yeah, that's fair. Um, I, I honestly, I don't have too much on Van Gingle. Um, I think it would be a fine signing. I also, he's sort of hit or miss for me. I'm not, I don't have much of really an opinion, although I think that at the end of the day, they could use, um, I mean, more depth at the position. But instead of just building depth at the position, like they've done at tackle and safety now, if they obviously get, you know, wrap done. But um I kind of want a bigger splash, and that's what's going to happen with a guy like Judy, we hope. Um, I mean, th- th- look, they've, they've made some solid signings, but I want some more, which is why the next signing I'm going to mention, B.C. Johnson – or not signing, I'm sorry. It's not a signing. The next visit I'm going to mention, B.C. Yeah. Johnson from the Vikings. Pretty disappointing to me. I'm not going to lie. B.C. Johnson, um, a wide receiver from the Vikings, was on a visit with the Patriots today. 
Uh, BC Johnson has not played football since 2020. His career year with Minnesota was in 2019. He caught three touchdowns. Uh, and he's missed the last two seasons with two separate ACL tears, both in uh, the preseason. And so tears one, misses the year, comes back, rehabs, tears another one, misses last year as well. I liked BC Johnson about two years ago. And yeah, he's young. I think he's only 24 years old as well. And let's uh, not forget, he was ahead of Justin Jefferson on that depth chart for all I saw that weeks. from from Chad Graff, uh, the athletic, who used to cover uh, the Vikings. I saw that on Twitter today. That's Yeah. Hey, maybe he was better than Justin Jefferson at one point. Um, he's not anymore. And so six foot, 210 pounds. Um, he's pretty fast. He ran a solid 40. I don't remember the time exactly, but um, that came up on the timeline today. I just think if you're going to, and I texted you this earlier today, if you're going to go sign a free agent wide receiver that's torn their ACL twice, just make it Odell Beckham Jr. Well, Pay the money I mean, for Odell. The difference is Johnson's going to cost you, you know, a hundredth of what Odell Beckham's going to cost you. Um, yeah, I just, I, I, I'm kind of with you. You know, if they sign him in May to, to be in OTAs and you see what he looks like, fine. I, I you know, a decent third receiver before he had the two knee injuries, but right. it's like we talked about with Philip Dorsett. Why is this kind uh-huh. of signing the priority right now? You know, it doesn't make a lot of sense because it's a guy that you can't count on. Right. And it's nothing against Johnson, but like when you have back-to-back ACL tears, you, you know, you're trying to win games here. You want guys who are going to be on the field and he struggle to do that. And you don't know what kind yeah. of shape his knees are in. And by the way, it's not, he didn't tear the same one twice. He tore each knee back to back summers. So yeah. they're both now reconstructed. I just you want to sign them for like, you know, $850,000, go for it. I'm not opposed to that. And, and every team makes that kind of signing, but the, that's normally after the draft. I can't imagine the market on this guy is very big, you know, that's, very right. So sign him, I guess, go for it, but I he, he doesn't add it. He he had like there, there's nothing doesn't change anything. Yeah. You can't body. I know. That's it's it's it irks me. Go bring Odell Beckham Jr. in for a visit. Like, and I know I just said this, but and I know that's gonna cost you much more. Like it came out today. Uh Diana Rossini said he's seeking, you know, upwards of 15, 20 million dollars for a contract. Make the splash. Like you have the money still, and you need a guy, and we talked about it last night in the show. You need a guy that's gonna dictate coverage and compliment like Odell Beckham Jr.'s skill set, we want to talk about bringing in another receiver. His skill set probably complements Juju more than a guy like Judy does. Odell can kind of play yeah. both, play, both. He plays outside and inside as well. He's going to play in the boundary. You're signing exactly. him. He's playing on the boundary. Right. And so go get Odell. Like, yeah, BC Johnson, he was fun for a few years in Minnesota. I, I agree. But why is this signing, why is this visit? happening on March 16th, the second day after free agency opens. That's the part that irks me a little bit. Go find and outbid and uh, negotiate with the bigger names, the bigger guys who are going to be in you know negotiations and discussions with other teams now, and then worry about the trickle down later. You're not winning anything by signing BC Johnson uh, on March 16th. You're just not. Um, again, good player. Like I, I don't mean to you know, trash all over BC Johnson, but I mean, who's BC Johnson? Like, I don't know. It kind of, it, it, I don't know. It irks me, right? It, it irks me compared to, you know, it's like what they did with Dorsett the other day. You're totally right. You're going to say something? Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. No, I, I was going to just go back to the Dorsett thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that's that. But another interesting, another, another interesting, interesting visit was Trey Flowers. Uh, Trey Flowers, linebacker. Uh, played for the Patriots, played for the Lions, played for the Dolphins. Uh, he took a visit here today as well. You probably know Trey Flowers, everyone who's listening. Um, played end, uh, edge slash linebacker role here for the Patriots. Uh, he came on a visit today to New England. Um, the bigger, I guess, under the radar play from Trey Flowers in his career was the sack on Matt Ryan in Super Bowl 51. Uh in the fourth quarter of that game, he was one of the main, you know, him and Hightower really got the pressure on, on Matt Ryan all day in that game. And so uh, Trey Flowers, big part of Dynasty 2.0 came on a visit today. Uh, what do you make of it, Alex? I've kind of been wanting them to add him for a couple of years. Me now. too. <laughs> you know, and I, I think injuries have been a part of the reason maybe they haven't. 
I like the idea of just getting that strong edge setter opposite Matthew Judon, who's going to contain that half of the pocket and force runners to go back, whether it's a, a, on a running player, a scrambling quarterback, yep. force runners to go back towards Matthew Judon. And Dietrich Wise does that, but it's sort of like Ramondre season. He played a lot early last year, and I think it got to him late in the season. So yeah. having another stout edge defender on that strong side, I like that idea. And if Trey Flyers can stay healthy, he can be that guy. Now he's played just 18 games in the last three years. Wouldn't give him a ton of guaranteed money, but right. there's a role for him on this team. There's totally. certainly a role for him on this team if they bring him in. Yeah, I would agree. Um, a guy who I believe, and I want to double check this so I have um, my facts correct, um, but. Oh, did we lose Mike? Uh, I don't know what he was going to say, but. Yeah, I, I mean, I'd take him back on like a prove-it deal, a, a, a team-friendly, incentive-heavy deal. I think that's the way to go at this point. All right, Mike, are you back? Yeah, I, got, I froze up. Okay, Sorry. Go, ahead. Um, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, I thought I had um, – I thought Trey Flowers was a little bit younger than 29, um, but still a guy who – I was surprised he wasn't over 30 yet. Oh, okay. Interesting. Um, I, thought he, I thought he had less uh, – I keep using tread on the tires today, but I think he can add – add to this team overall it's not a bad signing because he's not going to command a lot of money so i'm okay with it because he's been here before as well um and the last visit and i admittedly i know he's a quality special teamer but i'm gonna let you rave about chris board because i'm sure that you love chris board just like bill belichick loves chris board a guy who when they've played uh detroit in the past is it it's detroit right well so he's on the ravens for four years when he's yeah, yeah, yeah last year Bill said he he's the best special teamer they play all year. And then I think he didn't yeah. play in that game. I think he ended up getting hurt. Um, if memory serves me correctly. But yeah, I, yeah, I think you're right. It's kind of like, you know, they need those coverage guys. They need to rework that unit. Obviously, we all know they need to get better on special teams. He's a guy that'll give them that. And he's not purely a special teamer. He can pitch in some snaps on defense as well, as well. Think like a defensive version like Brandon Bolden, right? Right. So they like him. <laughs> I'd be surprised if he left without a contract. We'll wait and see what happened there. But yeah. I think he's going to be a Patriot. And again, there's a role for him. Not a flashy signing, but there's a role for him. Yeah. Um, all right. So let's do um, – that's it for Patriots news uh, so far today. Hopefully we get something a little bit later on. They're in on Jerry Judy, as you've seen already. Or inquiring. Could be from yesterday too, but that's the well, report today. So there was one other piece of news we got late last night that we can talk about, and that's okay. the details on Riley Reef's contract. Oh, yeah, sure. Riley Reef is getting a one-year, $5 million contract from the Patriots. Yep. And this is kind of where we get to that thing. Like last night, everybody saw James Robinson got $8 million and they freaked out. No, he's getting like a million and a half. Yeah. Riley Reef's guaranteed money is $4.15 million. It's going to have a significant cap hit. If they cut him, they free up less than a million dollars. It's like 800,000 something. Right. He's a roster lock. He's making this team. They have a plan for him on top of that. There you go. At $5 million, he'd be the, as things stand now, and there's some more guys that need to sign contracts. He'd be the 15th highest paid right tackle in football. That's a starting contract. Yep. So, Right now, he's the starting right tackle. I think some people looked at it. Oh, he's a veteran. Will he make it out of camp? You know, yada, yada, yada. Well, they're planning on him making it out of camp. Right. Playing. Now, I don't think he's a lock in that position. Okay. But what this screams of, Mike, is you have a veteran who's like high floor, really low ceiling, but you have a guy who's there who can do it. Maybe not do it well, but do it. And then you go and draft somebody. Okay. And that way, if that kid needs about a month into the season, he has it. Dewan Jones, now very much on the table at 14. Okay. Because it would make a ton of sense to put Trent on the left side, have Riley Reef to start as your right tackle, and then Dewan Jones when he's ready, whether it's week one, whether it's week five. The other thing I wonder is what does this mean for Connor McDermott? Because to me, Connor McDermott might be a better player than Riley Reef, right? Uh, so I don't. I'm going to push back on that. At this point in his career, I don't know about that. That's that's a stretch. 
So we'll see in camp, but I just okay. Riley Roof's gonna make the team. Yeah, I just can't imagine they feel good about him as the starting right tackle. So I think right tackle is totally in play now uh in the draft at 14 or 46. Okay. So that would be called Dewan Jones at 14 or a trade back and Darnell Wright at 46 or a trade up. All right. So I want to ask you about Dewan Jones then. Um, because everything I see and every sort of mock draft that comes up, I know it's pro football focused, so you gotta kinda take it with a grain of salt because you don't know how you know the algorithm on the back end works, but he's always available at 46, Dewan Jones. He's gonna be a first round pick, right? So I top 40. I, there's maybe okay. a way he falls out of the first round. I'll tell you this, the website I use, right, that they compile hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of mock drafts. Yep. His average draft spot is 36. Okay. So that's, and that's probably about right. He's a fringe first round pick, I, I mm. think, because he's right. So maybe at 14 is a little strong. Now, given the way the Patriots have historically drafted, if they like him, they'll take him at 14. Right. But I could, I, He's not going to be there at 46. Like, I would be very surprised if he's there at 46. Okay. Is it a reach at 14? Like, yeah, but we're going to back. We're going to look. They probably could, but we'd look back and laugh at people complaining about it. It would kind of be like, remember when they took Devin McCourty over Des Bryant? Everybody freaked out because they yeah. needed a wide receiver. Yeah, it, it was a good move to take Devin McCourty over Des Bryant. Now, Des Bryant's a bad player, but like, I'm in the firm belief that if you think a guy can play, you take him. Is DeJuan Jones and, your favorite player in this draft? Yeah. Interesting. You were it saying, was sorry. We, no, me and Evan had a moment today because like JSN, Jackson Smith and Jig was now probably out because they have Juju playing the slot. Right. So his favorite player is out. And my favorite player who's been out this whole time because we thought they were going to sign a right tackle in the yeah. agency, DeJuan Jones, is, it? is now very much in. It shocks oh. me that uh, Evan's favorite player in the draft is Jackson Smith and Jigba. No, it doesn't. Because he's it's, fun. But he loves Ohio State. He No, it, it doesn't. Haven't worked enough drafts with him. I saw that one coming a mile away. Yeah, all right, fine. Fair enough. Um, so, yeah, uh, the Patriots are uh, slowly but surely making some moves. Um, we got some time left here on the show. So as we continue to talk about the rest of the league, um, you guys can also throw in some questions in the chat. If you guys have anything, anything you want us to talk about as we wrap this thing up uh, with the Patriots in free agency. But there was a uh, a reunion of sorts in Las Vegas. Patriots West today. Alex Jacoby Myers was there. Philip Dorsett was there. Jimmy Garoppolo was also in the building. His, uh, his training. Yeah, till he delayed. pulled something. Yeah, I was going to say he was walking up and might have pulled a hammy or something. So uh, maybe failed the physical. But uh, Patriots West is alive and well in Las Vegas. Josh was there. Jacoby was on stage, answered questions. Class act Jacoby, as he always is. I'm going to miss Just like the He's best awesome. guy. Yeah. Yeah. He handled that. So what'd you learn about that play? Oh, I learned how important it is to pick up your teammates. Like, yeah. oh, what a perfect answer. Yeah. I'll tell you this. Whenever Jacoby's done playing, he if he wants to coach, he's going to be great at it. Yeah. Mind of a quarterback. He's got that kind of mentality. Like, I, I'll i find a spot for him. I'll, I'll find a spot for him on my coaching staff anytime, anywhere, anyway. Yeah. Um, the other thing I thought was interesting in his answer was he did not say the word Patriots. He would not say Patriots. He said the team that I used to play for. He he refused to say, it. and it it sounded very intentional. Was it that really the did. whole presser, or was that? Uh, I don't know. I didn't watch the whole thing. So that reminds me of the first sh couple shows after Evan left. I kept referring to him as the former host of this podcast, and I was doing it as a joke just because I thought it was funny. And I texted him I was doing it, and he thought it was funny, but people thought I was serious. They were like, "Wow, I can't believe how bitter he is." <laughs> um, that's interesting that he did that. You know, he's probably got a fire lit under him. The yeah. way that that whole thing played out, the way those twenty four hours played out, yeah, he's probably got a fire lit under his ass. I don't, I don't blame him at all. Yeah. Um. All right. I do want to uh, start with questions, and we'll talk about this. And if you guys right. saw my tweet last night, Mike Gesicki. <laughs> uh. <laughs> so apparently, Mike Gesicki just started following the Patriots on Twitter, and Mac Jones started following Mike Gesicki on Instagram. I tweeted it out. People caught wind of it. And then Matt Jones ends up trolling me on Instagram, so it looked, and uh, started following DeAndre Hopkins and uh, James Robinson and Odell Beckham. And so 
clearly now they're just messing with all of us. It looks like Mac Wilson was doing the same today when he was tweeting at Odell and D-Hop. But be as it may, before Mac caught wind of this, he started following Mike Kosicki. So I don't want to talk about the drama because I know you're not into that kind of stuff like I am. But Mike Kosicki's fit on this team would be interesting. I think, you know, him and Hunter uh, Hunter Renfro, Hunter Henry could be a tad redundant. But Kosicki, I feel like they would still pair well together, him and Hunter Henry. What do you say? I wonder how they'd use Kosicki because in the past, Bills referred to him as a wide receiver. Yeah. And I don't think he meant that as a slight. I think that's just how we view certain tight ends. He's done the same thing with Travis Kelsey. I wonder if, if they would turn Mike Kosicki into an X receiver. And that's that's interesting to me. Yeah. Not interesting enough for what they would have to pay him. Right. But it's an interesting concept. Um, yeah. We'll do this one for people who join late. One to ten, how confident the Patriots getting Judy? Like a half. I, I You're not, huh? You think you that keep was hearing the same teams. You keep hearing the same teams. The Ravens the Cowboys, the Chiefs, and it's the same teams that are in on Beckham. Whoever misses on Beckham is going to get Judy. I, I think that's just what it is. I think there, there's probably some chicken going on between those two sides right now. Neither one wants to move first, whether that's Odell Beckham or whether it's the Broncos, But because whichever one moves second is going to get more. Yeah. But I, I just – I don't think the Patriots ultimately end up in it. I also I, – again, I don't – I think they're past needing a slot receiver – and we can do this too. Where'd it go? Nope, not that one. Here we go. Uh, chances on D Hop. I put this higher. I put this at like a four or five. Okay. Because it so just you still it makes that they're going to be more in on D Hop. It makes more sense now. It just makes a lot more sense. So that's that's yeah. I I guess because he is a true outside, but he's just older, and so I mean I guess Juju's only twenty six, so I guess that doesn't really work, but. I still like the upside with Judy's age. I do. Because he can play outside too, and so can Juju, and they can mix and match them. Just like Bill O'Brien is the matchup king, and he wants to, yep. you know, wants to match you up against the guys who he wants to go beat. And so having guys who can play everywhere and not guys who are like Devontae Parker, who no matter what, no matter where, he's your ex, he's your ex, he's your ex, he's your ex. When you have other guys, I mean, it's, it's good and bad, I guess, but. I would rather guys with some versatility. So I still like Judy over D Hop. Now we're flipped here. I think you know about a month ago you wanted Judy and I wanted uh, I wanted D Hop, and now we're very yeah. much very much switched. So we talked each other into it. Um, yeah, this is actually a good question. I, I don't know that we've ever discussed this on the show. Why is there always? I don't know if that's a typo or for emphasis. Why is there always a team getting Patriots players try to emulate the success? Uh, this isn't just a Patriots thing. This happens around the league with all different teams. Um, excuse me. <clears throat> this happens around the league with all different teams. Look at the teams, right, that are adding all these Patriots players. The Houston Texans, who's in charge there? Nick Casario. Yep. The Raiders, who is it there? Josh McDaniels, Dave Ziegler. Uh, guys who have worked for the Patriots. Guys who have experience with these players. General managers, coaches, they like players they are familiar with, players they know. And it's also if you want to build a culture, right? If you like the culture you had in New England and you want to bring that elsewhere, you bring in players who helped you build that culture and are also familiar with it so they can kind of establish it in the new locker. Now, on the culture point, sometimes some coaches, Matt Patricia, take that too far. And that doesn't work. But yep. – um, this is not just a page. Like I, I, I'm trying to think. Okay, here's a great one: the Eagles, right, or, or the Colts. The Colts had a bunch of Eagles staffers the last couple of years, and they still do, really. And you saw all of these former Philly players, Carson Wentz it, it, uh, and uh, Nick Foles, chief among them, go yeah. to Indy. Why was that? Because the coaching staff was familiar with them. So it's not like a unique. It just happened Patriot. today. It just happened today with the Colts. The Colts uh, yep. hire Shane Steichen, and yep. uh, they just signed Gardner Minshew. So. Right, exactly. Perfect example. So, like, we're probably more attuned to it with the Patriots just because we know more of the play- – we know the players more right. so. We know all the depth players and everything, and we see it, and that's what we talk about because we're looking at where are former Patriots going. But this is not an uncommon thing. I'll give you – I'll add this one too. Uh, 2000, 2001 Patriots, a lot of players from the Jets. Brian Cox. Yep. Came with Bill Belichick from the Jets. 
And then you had that whole thing with Josh McDaniels when he was with the, the, the Rams in 2010. And then like half of the 2010 Rams offense eventually made their way to the Patriots. It was over yep. a span of years, but this is kind of what happens. Uh, we're doing this with Bill O'Brien, right? Is Bill O'Brien with McDaniel, right? Raheem Mostert and another, Jeff Wilson Jr. just signed their, this the last two days. So another great example. Um, yep. You know, we go on and on with these, and, and we're kind of seeing it now with Bill O'Brien. That's why so many people like the Mike Kosicki thing last night because who recruited Mike Kosicki to Penn State? Bill O'Brien. Yep. Coaches, GMs, decision makers, they like familiarity. They like guys they know. They like guys they're familiar with. They like guys they're comfortable with. Uh, so this happens all the time across the league. We just see it more outgoing because there hasn't really been a new coach in New England to bring his right. old guys with them in yeah. about two decades. We kind of got it with Josh a little bit. Maybe we get it with Bill O'Brien here a little bit, but – uh, it happens a lot. It's pretty yep. common. Yeah. Uh, it's a good question though. I, you know, we've never talked about that. It's just sort of this thing that exists. Yeah. Uh, I'm glad we were able to get into that a little bit. Yeah. Um, so Brian Hoyer was officially released by the Patriots today. Uh, essentially their third quarterback once he was injured and Zappi came in and impressed, um, didn't really play the rest of the season, wasn't active or anything like that. Um, what do you think about a third quarterback, Alex? I personally, they're going to go probably into the season with just two with Mac yeah. and Zappi. But as far as a camp arm, a third guy, I wonder if they go back to Garrett Gilbert, who was here last year, because he's a guy who understands the system. He's been here, you know, off and on for the last couple of years. Um, and maybe just roll with those three. But then there's also other options, whether they go seventh rounder in the draft, whether they go undrafted free agent. Um, but the guy that comes up in my head is now Dorian Thompson Robinson. But yep. he's probably going to end up getting drafted, I think. I think he's... Uh, He's done. He's done himself a solid at the Shrine Bowl and then at the Combine to where maybe he's gonna. I don't think he's gonna go undrafted, and I don't know how early the Patriots are gonna go up and get a guy because you have Mac and Zappy who you're comfortable with. But what do you think about the third quarterback option? So they're probably gonna. They like having four in camp. Bill said that, and I think Eric Gilbert makes a ton of sense as one. But they don't yep. need to sign him until May. Right. Yeah, they, they they like. DTR, it'll come out. I think. It'll right. come out that they they had a meeting with Garrett Gilbert today. Gilbert tomorrow. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I, I think they like DTR. There's a lot to like about DTR. His throwing motion was very much improved uh, at, at, um, at the, the shrine bowl and then at the combine as well. So yeah, late day three quarterback. I'll give you one other name. It's cause it's a fun name. If you want to really have fun watching a quarterback, uh, I actually know how to pronounce it. I don't know if it's Holton Ehlers or Holton Hollers, the quarterback from East Carolina. 6'3", 240, lefty. Uh, lefty, let's go. Five-year starter. I love it. Five-year starter, um, athletic guy. I like. I don't know if he's a project quarterback, if he's a project Taysom Hill, whatever. He's not going to get drafted. But, man, I'd love to see them bring him in as a UDA and just see what happens because I think he could be a scout team quarterback. He could probably play some tight end. He could probably cover kicks. Uh, it would be interesting. This is another guy yeah, I know because we've talked so much about DTR. I think DTR is the guy, but if it's not DTR, Holton Aylers uh, or Allers or whatever it is from from uh, East Carolina, the Pirates there, is my guy. There's a soft spot in my heart for lefty quarterbacks because I myself was a lefty quarterback. Um, oh, so you knew you were never going to win a Super Bowl. Exactly. I knew I was never going to win a Super Bowl. I knew that the ball came out of my hands funny. That's probably why I only started a handful of football games in college. So what did you uh, think of that video of like Tua flipped? Awesome. Flipped it so you see him throwing it's as a writing. Awesome. Yeah. Because it looks – lefties look so goofy, but we're not as goofy as you think. It's just yeah. it's just opposite. Again, he they look – we look – we, lefty quarterbacks, yeah. look silly throwing a football. But at the end, it doesn't look silly. It's just it's just flip flop. That's all it is. Um, but yeah, Holton Aylers is a tank. All right, I don't know if yeah. this is like from something, but not. To, here's the question: Not to bring up Aaron Rodgers, but do you think he would devour a large Ziploc bag of reheated spaghetti? Is this from something? I have no idea. It's been asked like five times. Just today, or in general? No, like just today in the show. Here's oh. another version of it. Which picks would you be willing the Pats to give up in exchange for Lamar in a large Ziploc bag of reheated spaghetti? Reheated spaghetti was my lunch today. Oh. I, <laughs> I don't know what that's from. I don't know what that is. Um, but we're what on was our, the original one. What we're on it? our fourth podcast in a row. Uh, yeah. So no, we need to get good. It's time we can get yeah. good. I think 
Well, here's the thing. All right, so we know that obviously there's no light in the darkness retreat, but is there electricity in there? And if so, is there a microwave? Yay. For Aaron Rodgers? Right, but it's it has to be reheated according to the question. Now, oh. I do think he would devour a large Ziploc bag of cold spaghetti. Yeah. I would buy that, but that's not the question. I wonder if the if the meal's in the darkness retreat. It's just he's in there all alone and then – uh, a window just opens and it's just a bag. Oh, of so spaghetti. they reheated it for him. Yeah, and then they gave that's him what I food. think. Okay, yeah, excellent. <laughs> like like Mike said, it's the end of the week. You get yeah, seriously. <laughs> and then wait, and then I see where did that that other one go? Uh, how does this question get recognized with so many good questions? Because it's <laughs> eight o'clock. I, yeah. I saw the word spaghetti. I haven't eaten dinner yet, mm-hmm. and it caught my attention. So I guess if you really want us to answer your question, just type in some sort of food in front of it yeah. in all caps. And answer to your question. <laughs> Ask a question that you want answered, but then just add the just add just the spaghetti food into word it somewhere. In somewhere. Yeah. Um, and we'll we'll make that the last call for questions here. Yeah, um, I think so. Give us a few more. Pizza. What else do we got? Um, guess what I had for dinner tonight? Pizza. Oh no, no I know what you had. What? Go for it. No, it's not Hello Fresh. <laughs> no, it's not. Oh, not Hello Fresh. Okay. Hello Fresh tonight. Uh, um, Hello Fresh, though. No, I had I had breakfast for dinner. Yep. All right. Oh, I love breakfast for dinner. Yeah. Um, here's all right. Here's here's an actual one. Uh, and shout out to Carlos for eating his vegetables. Mushrooms are gross. Yeah, not my favorite, but they're healthy. Um, interior defensive lines an important need that most people aren't discussing. Who would you guys like in the draft? Yeah, I would love to see them add another interior defensive lineman. Especially like they have Devon Godshaw, right? They have Carl Davis. Like they're good at nose tackle. I want to see them get another one of these athletic interior pass rushers to play behind Christian Barmore and maybe next to him too. If you want to get really creative, I like the Shrine Bowl guys from this Dante Stills, yeah. uh, Moro Ojimo. Uh, those are the guys I, I really like at that position. The, there's one other guy who I've kind of been why watched a little later, Zach Pickens from South Carolina. I think it's South Carolina. Also, these, these questions are so funny. It's just lasagna. Would you rather have others? But so that that's what I like on the interior defense line. All right, let's take some of these then. Um, uh, what else do we got here? Um, here, lasagna. Would you rather have Odell or Hopkins? I think I'd rather have Odell because, like, there's risk with both. Uh, yeah. I don't have to give up draft capital for Odell and the money's probably going to be about the same. So I'll take Odell just on the value. If we're just talking player, if they both cost the same, I'd rather have Hopkins, but the risk is similar enough that I'd rather not in in the draft ask is going to be significant enough for Hopkins that I'd rather not. (laughs) I'd rather not give up the, uh, the draft pick Mike, you have to answer the question. Come on. I would, I would rather Hopkins because the injury risk is less. Uh, the okay. injury risk is less. Would you give the Chargers a pin? Pizza and Pierre Strong for Austin Eckler? Probably not because I don't want to give Austin Eckler the contract he wants. Oh, man. But, like, I don't know. Can we lower that to a deep dish? And, and, so and maybe we have a chance. Okay. Oh, Here we man, go. Is... <laughs> is Mike Evans still a possibility? Cannoli. <laughs> um, I don't Mike, think they're going to go with Evans. I feel like Mike Evans would have been oh, traded shit. at this point. They needed the, they needed the cap space by Wednesday uh, in order to get under. Now you, you ride with him at this point. Yeah. So oh, I think that's man. where we're at there. Um, I just this was this is a better question, but I had to do this one because the other one was just <laughs> Corey Davis ravioli. <laughs> uh, I don't Corey Davis might not be a bad option if he's going to leave the Jets. Uh, man, this is good uh, stuff. I, I think they could do him. better at the X. I really think they could do better at the uh, X. It, like he's not bad, I guess. It, but Devontae Parker's playing over him, right? Rather Devontae Parker than Corey Davis, no. Yeah. So Probably. as a secondary X at that point, go to the draft. Go get Bryce Ford Wheaton or Justin Short or somebody. All right, good food choice here. Chicken yeah. farm. Uh Pats have had success with uh stretching the field with tight ends. Any tight ends available to do that for us now? I think the hope has to be that Hunter Henry can do that. You just the reason he wasn't doing that now is there's there's no threat 
on the outside. So teams are going single high safety, take away the middle of the field, pack the box. And it's not so much about who's playing that position as much as it is the way the defense is defending them. If they can get a real threat on the outside, that seems going to be much more available for Hunter Henry. It's going to be one-on-one coverage. You're going to get split safeties. You're going to have the top middle of the field open. I don't even know if it's about who's available. And like, there are some tight ends in the draft I think could do it, but I, I think it's more about the structure of their offense than it is the player or players. Yeah, I agree. Um, Yeah, I think as far as tight end goes, you can't go into this with just with just Henry. You have to add something major here. You have to make a signing. You have to, um, you know, you have to make a high draft pick on a Darnell Washington or Michael Mayer. I don't think you can come in with Hunter Henry's your guy and then you back him up with. I mean, who, who, Matt Sokol or whoever else was here last year. And so, oh, no, they need to add another tight end. But yeah, I don't right. know, like, if, if the goal is like, hey, they should stretch the field more at the tight end position, which they should. It's a good yeah, point. Yeah. Like, I like Gasicki in that role. But I like Henry in that role. I just yeah, think I they're not, they weren't built to do it. Right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> all right. Shout out to whoever's working our, our thing right now. That's excellent. Uh, Bryce Ford Wheaties. Yeah. Somebody said Bryce Ford Wheat Thins, too. Um, I love it. Do we expect big players to be moved on draft day like last year? I, I last year that felt rare. What was it AJ Brown right last year? AJ, there were a couple others too, weren't there? I feel like, or maybe not. Um, maybe it was like the, a day or two leading up to the draft. Yeah, I, I, I don't think so. I, that felt rare, and the way the cap worked last offseason because he had the lull and then the jump because of the COVID year, I think contributed to that. Like maybe it happens, but I. I I teams are gonna be trading picks like more. Yeah. I, I, it doesn't seem like a big year to trade players. Yeah, I agree. Um, still think we need more a cornerback cheesecake. Um, I do. I still think they need another move at corner, whether it's through the draft. I think, I think those top two picks have to be tackle corner now. Um, whether it's, whether it's 14 or 46, you're laughing at something too now again. Um, but, oh uh, no, I just, it's, the way you the read chat. that was funny. No, the way you oh. read that was funny. Oh, um, yeah, I think – I mean, Julius Brent still scre- – uh, I love the idea of Julius Brent at 46 if it happens because he's long. He's 6'4", um, can add size to the room, which they desperately need. Yeah, I I still – again, I still think size of corner. They haven't addressed that. They still need size of corner. They don't need like a top guy at the position, but one of these day two corners that's six foot one or taller – Darius Rush, Julius Brents, Tyreek Stevenson. Like, I still think that's definitely a need. Yeah. Um, all right. I'm just uh, try- seeing if there's anything. <laughs> yeah, people are now making yeah. fun with the show. Uh, uh, this is a good one. Oscar this is a good one. Brian uh, Burns' food. Oh, sorry, sauce cards. Gonna... Sauce <laughs> No, where, where'd the other one go? I think they, oh, I might have deleted it. Uh, there was one that said Brian. Brian. Burns yeah, food. that's a good one. Yeah, that that's a good one as well. Oh man! All right. Well, we got we got Cam Newton in the chat. What's up, Cam? Mac and cheese. Mac Jones. and cheese, Jones. Yeah. So uh, this one. Uh, I don't know if this was on purpose. Uh, it wasn't. It was muffins was on purpose, but with a spoon, right. you eat food with a spoon. I don't know. Oh. Um, uh, so I think both of these guys are gonna be gone. <laughs> Christian Gonzalez should be the first corner off the board. If he's not, yeah, a team has royally screwed up Devin Witherspoon and Joey Porter jr. I feel like one of the two goes before 14, maybe not both. I still like a tackle there more, but if it's Witherspoon or Porter, I wouldn't be upset. Look, I'd love for them to get Christian Gonzalez. I think he's the best corner in the draft, but I don't know the last time the best corner in the draft made it to 14. And if they did, it was probably a pretty down year for corners. That right. corner wasn't as good as Christian Gonzalez. So I, I, I see people mentioning him and Oh, he'd be a great fit for the Patriots. Yes, absolutely. He would be, uh, but he's a great fit for a lot of teams. Right. And some of those teams have picks higher than the Patriots too. Yeah, I agree. Um, so, all right. I think that's going to do it for us right. tonight. That, that'll uh, do it. Yeah. That was fun. We That was a good time. Muffins. I that, that was a that, good way to end the week. That was, that was a good solid stuff. way to end the week. Uh, we appreciate you guys tuning in, as always, here on the Patriots. Patriots Beat, Patriots Beef, Patriots Bean, Patriots Beat Podcast. Uh, 
this was good. A good way to end the week. Clearly, we're overtired. Yeah. We need some rest after this one. Um, <laughs> if anything else major happens, we'll be back again tomorrow on Patriots Beat. But until then, expect us next week. Um, thank you all for tuning in. I want to give another shout-out to FanDuel before we wrap up. Go to FanDuel.com slash Boston for $200 in bonus bets. All you have to do is deposit $10, bet $5, and you get $200 in free bonus bets um, at FanDuel.com slash Boston. It supports us. It supports CLNS. Brand new partnership. Uh, it's all good stuff. So, again, thank you guys for watching. Until next time, follow Alex on Twitter, at RealAlexBarth. Read his stuff at 985thesportshub.com. Uh, same can do for me at CLNSmedia.com. And follow me on Twitter, at Mike Kaldick, where you'll have um, all the latest on what's happening with the Patriots. Um, until next time, thank you guys so much. We always appreciate it. Peace.